Welcome to another edition of the Nightly News. And Ted, we have a special guest, and I think it's only appropriate that you introduce him. You bet, Keith. Well, you know, we like to maximize the positive. That's the, uh, the, the course of the American dream. But we can't celebrate positive unless we fight against the bad and the ugly and the negative. And we're surrounded right now by pure evil and rot. And Uncle Sam represents the purest of evil and rot right now. And it breaks my heart to have to say that because the American dream is alive and well in good families with a work ethic and a Christian belief system, the fundamentals, God, family, country, freedom, law and order. My friend Trennis Evans, who I had on the Ted Nugent Real America Voice Spirit Campfire, was thrown into a nasty, you know, almost like a third world country gulag because he was welcomed in to the people's house the capital in washington dc so i want to introduce everybody who's actually lived the horrific heartbreaking curse of a government out of control treating its citizens like criminals instead of innocent before guilty so trennis evans i want to welcome you it's my birthday yesterday we had a great celebration and it's hard to be positive i know you've you improvise adapt and overcome but trennis evans welcome to the nightly nuge where truth logic and common sense continues to buoy our spirit uh how are you doing right now as you battle to free those innocent victims in uh, the january 6th horror story well you know ted be very clear remember i only spent a single day in their federal detention center. And I didn't have to do the DC gulag that these guys did. Uh, I Um, I was a short timer. I was able to get out the same day where there's guys that have been there 700 plus days now held indefinitely. And that, that is the real battle. That's the disgust that, and I've, I've agreed to fight for these guys. You know, my case has been adjudicated. I went away with a simple misdemeanor and as most of these guys probably will when it's over, but the sad reality is, is they're being held as too dangerous to uh, be released by the American government. Isn't that wow. amazing? And tell us, tell us what you actually did. You were there on January 6th. You were there to protest what we know is a scamming election system, an election system that is not honest, that is not that is not legal, that there's uh, there's there's ballot harvesting. There's millions of dead and not existent and multiple for individuals, some non-Americans that, that were in the 2020 election and probably forever before that as well. But tell us your experience at the Capitol on January 6th and why it's being attacked by the Democrats as if it was an insurrection when actually and they keep saying insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. But no one's been charged with an insurrection because it wasn't an insurrection. What did you witness with your boots on the ground on January 6th? Well, you know, Ted, it's always odd to me that the most armed populace of the United States of America came to an insurrection without their firearms. Very interesting concept, you know, gotcha. but uh, <laughs> not so much as a bow and arrow, you know, I mean, you know, I just don't get it. But anyway, moving forward in that and you're in, to answer your question, I was there by the time I got there. Like most people, if you stayed and finished the president's speech, they had already breached the outer grounds. They had breached inside the building and were inside the building demonstrating for the most part. I mean, like I said, you have a few actors that were up to some different stuff, but Essentially, you've got to go to 99 point some odd percent of the people there went to demonstrate, not only protest. I wasn't only protesting something. I was supporting legislators that were agreeing to stand up for us. They agreed to stand up and say they were going to do something meaningful. I heard those. We all heard them. You know, I had all these legislators, senators and congressmen that were going to do it. Yet at the end of the day, they used what happened on January 6th to say there is no more, you know, that's it. We're moving on. I've had enough. We all heard the Mitch McConnell enough's enough for me. I'm moving on. Um, and, they, you know, they, they went ahead and uh, 
uh, went forward with that, moving through the process, and they did it illegally. Uh, that's the whole case of that Brunson case in the Supreme Court right now, showing that that was an illegal process that they carried out. But anyway, yeah, I think Chris, at this point, Prentice, what I can share with us is that be, being a being there on January 6th, but mostly he is identifying those victims of an unjust system in a court system completely out of control in the Department of Justice that is now the Department of Anti-Justice. I think the most important thing in the nightly news is you are getting a lot of support out there from good people, good media, good families. What can the people at the nightly news do to help put the spotlight on this tragedy, this anti-justice, you know, kangaroo court demonacy that our government is perpetrating upon these innocent Americans. Yeah. So one of the things you can do is draw the people in with they need to carry out this. The messages that we're putting out there show this. I mean, we're posting these videos. We're posting information regularly. I'm sharing this stuff on the Condemned USA site. We're sharing stuff in our uh, getter post through social. We're putting it out there. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm one of many doing this. You have about 10 organizations that are putting out a lot of good information right now um, that I'm aware of, that I'm very happy to see them out there and in this fight. Um, so not just me, you know, look at these other organizations, you know, the hashtags J6 or Jan6 or what have you and see what's out there. Look at the facts, folks. That's it. All we're asking you to do is look at the facts and say, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. You've got Capitol Police opening doors and waving people in. We have FBI agents on the ground inside, uh, you know, in the building. They were there. You've seen this meaningful Senate test or uh, congressional testimonies that are being coming out right now. There's so much more and it's more to come. And if the people don't say anything about this and it tells the DOJ it's okay to keep getting away with this and moving forward, running away with this weaponized system. I have a couple questions for you, Trennis. Uh, you raise a very valid point. Did you see Capitol Police and law enforcement? Did they wave you in? Because I've seen the video. Did that happen to you? Yeah, no. So it didn't happen to me. But here's what did happen is people that were waved in were coming out and they were telling us when you're saying, hey, what's going on? I was outside for, I don't know, around 20 minutes on the balcony, probably after getting to the grounds uh, roughly about and. People were coming out of the building and everyone's asking them, hey, what's happening in there? Are they doing something about it? What's going on? And they're saying, no, it's cool. But people are just wandering around. The police are shaking hands with you. We're taking selfies. It's really a cool environment. And you walk in and you look in the window and you look in the doors and you can see lines of police officers doing exactly that. These are facts. It's on my video evidence. And okay, yeah, so you can see that and you're getting that word from the people. And the information is traveling through the crowd. You see with your own eyes that these things add up and you will go into the building and all of a sudden, well, well, welcome to one hell of a storm coming your way for ruining your life and everyone around you. Two other questions for you, Trennis. Um, During the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearings, do you recall all of those people that stormed the rotunda and protested in there? Did you see any of those people locked up when you were there for your one night? And to your knowledge, are any of those people still locked up like the J6 people? Yeah, so we've covered a lot of ground on that and doing a comparison. So those people actually conspired to interrupt a congressional process. They gathered before the information was available to the DOJ. They Everyone knows this. This is widely spread media information. They conspired to do this. If I were to be the DOJ and flip the table and go after those people the way we went after these people, or even worse, the people of January 20th, 2017, that said they were coming down the street to stop Trump's inauguration, flipping cars, burning buildings, throwing Molotov cocktails and high explosive uh, fire. Fireworks at the police, 
Those people had said they were coming to stop Trump from being inaugurated. These people that went there on January 6th were asking for a meaningful outcome to their election. Someone to actually investigate a review after the courts had failed. Most states were telling people, we want this back. We recant. We want something different. But um, that that's kind of the problem. So, you, like I said, again, a conspiracy. If I wanted to be the DOJ, I would be able to weaponize this in the form of there was a conspiracy to subvert a congressional process. There was the act was carried out. And then it was... Uh, then again, some of these people were arrested, thrown out, and they went back the next day to do it again. Imagine hmm. that. So, Ted, let me ask you this. As you hear that, you and I have talked many times. Uh, I was at the inauguration for uh, President Trump. I saw and literally had to walk through violence and, and cars on fire and protesters. The fact that none of those were ever prosecuted or didn't spend any time in, in, in jail. Uh, the fact that the people that stormed the Capitol in a pre-planned attack during the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearings aren't in jail and didn't spend any time yet. These J6 people who were welcomed into the Capitol by Capitol Police and otherwise FBI on the ground there. What do you think on all this? And what do you want to say to our listeners, Ted, when you kind of compare these and contrast these events? You know, we can identify so many atrocities where the Department of Justice is clearly anti-justice, where it's selective enforcement. I mean, it's runaway, rampant, obvious, uh, undeniable selective enforcement. Uh, in 1976, I sat down and played my guitar and came up with a, a powerful, defiant, middle finger on fire lick and I called it stormtrooping because it was the 200th anniversary of the American Revolution where we defied King George and we met the punks at Concord Bridge when they came to take our guns and we shot them in the face. Ooh, violence is never the answer. It can be. And so I wrote the lyrics, uh, 200 down, it's coming around again. You've got to make a choice. Where's the justice? Where's the law? Raise your healthy voice. What Trennis just said is that we the people have got to let all of our elected employees know that we see what's happening. And the most glaring evidence to support our anger and our distrust of the justice system in America is the fact that they're claiming to investigate the January 6th event, but they will not bring into evidence the is it hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of hours of video surveillance. And I've said before to Keith Trennis that if you're investigating a bank robbery and you don't bring in the security camera uh, footage to investigate the bank robbery, you're not really investigating the bank robbery. And January 6th commission is not really investigating the January 6th event because the clear and evident, undeniable evidence that would clarify every hunch or any guess or presumption would be the incredible hours of video camera surveillance and they will not bring it forth. Therefore, the January 6th commission are gangsters. They're treasonous. They're criminals. Because if you're not bringing in the surveillance camera evidence, you're lying. You're not investigating jack squat. So I think we can leave it there. Number one, Trennis, I'll give you the final word. This is the nightly news. And Keith and I have created a, a powerful, defiant, we the people, truth, logic, and common sense uh, 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 inspiration out here. And a lot of people are getting involved. Do you see that more and more people are, in fact, raising their healthy voice against the criminal activity of our government? 
You know, it's great that people are raising their voice. I'm so thankful that people are taking an educated stance toward this instead of just being, uh, and it doesn't matter whether, honestly, it doesn't matter whether you're pro-Trump or pro-Biden or whatever your politics are. We should want the truth. We should want definitive proof of things before we move forward. And like I said, most of the people there would have told you they weren't there demanding Trump being stated into office. They were pro-Trump. But like me, I've had countless people agree to this. I don't want anyone in office that wasn't elected by we, the people, whether it's my guy or their guy or your guy or anyone else's guy. I want meaningful, fair, transparent elections. And if it's not that, then we have nothing. We have none. And they keep saying no democracy. We don't have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic, as you know. But as more than raising their voices, guys, listen, I keep saying this. You can raise your voice all you want. You get right to that congressman, right to that attorney general, right to whatever. Right? You can make those letters. You can get those phone calls out. But right now, the people that are on the front lines need your support like anyone embattled at anything. And you're going to have to raise your wallets right now. I mean, look, I got right there. That's a big difference. You know, send, send that $20 bill. Help us out. That's what we need. We, we're out there. We're on the front line. We're doing this. There's organizations. I'm not the only one. There's people that are doing just legal defense. There's people that are providing commissary. If you want to know, like, hey, I don't want to support you guys in your legal defense. That's not what I want to do. I'm not going to get behind condemned USA. I just want to give commissary to the prisoners. Or I just want to send a letter to them and tell them that we care. We love you. I can't afford 20 bucks. There's organizations for this, and we'll point you to the right one. Just write us an email. Turn us at condemnedusa.com and come find us. I'll point you to the right organization. You don't have to give to my organization. Give to anyone you want. I'll list a whole bunch of them for you that support multiple causes out there. But you're going to have to get involved, folks. I mean, can we afford a lunch or give up a couple of Starbucks coffees or whatever it is and help these people out? Because without that, I mean, we're the United States government's got some near $200 million wrapped up in the investigation and prosecution of your people. And collectively, we have less than $6 million amongst all the organizations and all the 900 defendants invested in this. And I can tell you, we've only, we've only raised a few tens of thousands of dollars for this cause. We're fighting an uphill battle already with the amount of people they have, but we have no money to do this with. Brandis, you know what a great cause. Um, I, I have one other point I want to make with you. Did you hang around with Ray Epps? And can you get Ted and I in touch with Ray? He looks like a jovial guy. I think Ted would love to have him on the nightly nuge and give us some enlightenment as to why he was fighting so hard and inviting so many people to go down to the Capitol. So uh, you got an in for us with Ray Epps or not? Yeah, no, Ray and I aren't buddies. As a matter of fact, we chewed a guy out that um, I'm like, I got to get a little further down the line. I'm going to send you guys a bunch of email on the change of venue aspect aspects, the information, the investigation, the same thing that I sent to Congress that you've heard some of from Louis Gohmert and others on the House floor. You're going to be hearing more, more of this, hopefully, from Congressman Nels and uh, Chip Roy and some of these guys that are in communication with us. You're going to be disgusted at what you see. I'm going to send you guys what I've sent them, and so you'll have a, t a chance to take a look at this, because I think once the American people see the investigative work we've done and what's happening, they're going to be you're going to be sick. It's one thing to say it, but I'll show it to you. I'm going to send it out. Well, can I have one last thing, Ted? You talked about those two, those cases in D.C. The D.C. government, the DOJ in D.C., sealed 200 some cases. They dismissed those cases. You talked about that you walked through that violence and the smoke and the cars flipped over and the fires going on back in 2017. Those cases were dismissed. Go take a look. I mean, I've got it. That's part of the evidence that we have. You're going to be sick to find 
those people's cases were dismissed. The first 59 of them were found innocent in D.C. juries. And that tells, should tell you all you need to know about a clear political bias in D.C. And that's why they want to hang on to these cases and try and adjudicate these cases there because they slap bit, bit guilty after guilty after guilty on there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, come back again tomorrow night. We'll have Ted talking about another issue on the theme of the destruction of America right here on the nightly news where there's absolutely no fake news. See you tomorrow night, Ted. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm.